0: I'm Casey Bell from the Google Teacher Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com.
1: This is Shooks and Gif, Season 4, Episode 1. In this episode, you get me Jen telling you all about my learning a day one of ISTE 20 live holy cow my brain is full buckle up
0: welcome to Shooks and Gif, the podcast where we share edtech treasures we love each week we'll share a tool podcast tip or trick with you our listeners we are your hosts Kim Polishuk and
1: Jen Giffen let's give it a go hey mama hey Tanner
0: what do you call a monkey who won't behave?
1: I don't know, Tanner. What do you call a monkey who won't behave? A bad boon. A bad boon. <laughs> <laughs> Hello there, Shooks and GIF listeners. It's Gif on Shooks. Um, welcome back. It has been a, a little bit of a time since we've been together. So as you know, the world turned upside down on Friday, the uh, 13th of March, and Kim and I took a little hiatus. We had one little uh, show in there that was a crossover show with with some of our, our friends, as you probably heard. And then Kim and I decided to take a break for a little bit. And when the end of summer hit and we started to, you know, regroup and think about what Shoots and Gift was going to look like and how we were going to make it happen. And we set like three or four different Timelines like okay, after this is done, we're gonna try this, and it just it, it just didn't work out. So as you know, Kim is a digital literacy consultant in uh, the district we work in. It's where we met and where I used to work with her as well. And she's swamped. She's absolutely swamped. And every time we would get uh, you know a date together, it would be like oh I can't now because of this. Like we have one hundred and forty thousand students in this in the district. We have um, nine twelve thousand teachers I think with more now because of our um, our virtual school. And we just kept pushing it off and so a couple of weeks ago kim said you know i want to talk to you about shooks and gif and and she basically said she still wants to do it but she realizes she just does not have the time right now with all the the variety of models that we're offering in our district and the support she needs to give along with some other commitments that she has to other virtual conferences she's taking part in um, and then just home responsibilities Kim realizes that I was the one sort of more so pushing like, okay, people are asking her on Twitter. I have some great shares. Can we jump on? So Kim has given her blessing that for now she will continue her hiatus, but I will come on and start recording. So for now you are going to get um, Sans, shooks and gif. (laughs) So just me. And I decided that uh, now was the time to jump in because as you may know, uh, ISTE is happening. It's normally an in-person conference. Kim and I have been the last four years and, uh, I'm doing it uh, virtually this year. So it's gone online. And yesterday was the first day and my mind was just racing with ideas. I learned so much stuff that was so great that I just really wanted to jump in and share. So welcome back. Um, I'm going to have some episodes around ISTE. I have no idea what they're going to look like. I can't promise you on how, uh, how often I will be putting out episodes. I have no idea when Kim will be back, but if I have good shares, I want to get them out there. And I know a bunch of people have uh, reached out and asked. Uh, the the one that really pushed me, though, was thank you. Big thank you to John O'Neill, who was actually in my session yesterday. He's a long time Shoots and GIF listener. And uh, he said, you know, that he missed us. And I realized, you know what, with all the learning that I'm doing here, there's absolutely no reason that I can't jump in without Kim. Although it is strange, to sit here and talk to myself. I feel like I'm in my classes. Like right now, I've been redeployed for two thirds of my timetable. And I'm uh, I'm in the library for one period. And then I have a grade 11 leadership and a grade 12 college English course. And and it's hybrid. So when we're on our online, they all sit in there, they turn off their mics, they turn off their cameras, they type in the chat, which is good. but it's So strange just to be talking to nothing. And, and a lot of teachers have, have had problems with this. And I'm like, yeah, it's kind of like when, when Kim and I have done a podcast. Although In class, I don't have a Kim to, you know, there's no shooks to bad ideas around with, but the odd times a student unmutes. At any rate, that's not what we're here to talk about. We are here to talk about some really cool ISTE findings I've had, so let's get into it. The first session I went to was uh, called, Are You Smarter Than An Ed Tech Nerd? And it was with Steve Dembo and Carl Hooker. And they, they shared a whole bunch of things, but there were there were two things that I really gleaned from it that I wanted to, to share with you, our listeners. So the first one is actually a Desmos activity. So if you're sitting here and, and thinking like, okay, Desmos, I don't teach math, I'm out, or I have no idea what this is, stay tuned. Because they showed how you can use Desmos. For those of you who don't know, Desmos is a graphing, uh, an online graphing tool. I use it all the time when I'm supporting math teachers and, and students. Um, And they use it instead, they showed a way that you can use it in social sciences and languages and whatnot. It's really cool. So you need to head on over to teacher.desmos.com forward slash custom. When you land here you can create your own Desmos activities. And Desmos is amazing. If you teach math and don't know Desmos, first of all, you've got to get into it. But in this case, they have um, up at the top right corner, there's a thing that says new polygraph. And what a polygraph is, it's sort of like a guessing game. And they've set it up saying, here's all you need to do. You're going to open a new polygraph. And once that opens, it, you, you have to title it so you give it a little title and you can start building and you'll see that it gives you a grid. And you're like, oh, well, I don't want a grid because I'm not a math teacher. But you can actually get rid of the grid by clicking a little show access and grid lines um, and make them disappear. Then you load in 16 pictures, okay 16 pictures. You create two separate um board. So the same well, I shouldn't say two separate, that's a lie. You create the board twice and you can have two students sit together and play a game of guess who remember that old game like are you wearing glasses? Are you wearing a hat and all that? You can do this with any of your subjects. So you load in 16 pictures. I'm thinking maybe they're um pictures of characters or maybe they're just like literally you can create in Google um, drawings their names sort of pretty so it doesn't even need to be pictures. It could be words and you load those in. And then we start asking questions back and forth to try to figure out which character you're talking about. Maybe you put in um, different uh, like sort of science um, phenomenon. Maybe you're studying a certain cycle, like you're studying, I don't know, mitosis, and you put in a whole bunch of pictures to represent and people have to guess. I'm, I'm thinking this is really good for building knowledge. This could be really good for review, but it's a way to use Desmos and their polygraph feature in a way that is not math. I'm, I'm going to um, link some stuff in the show notes to give you an idea of what that looks like. And there are already teachers who have loaded a ton of these in, um, in the library created by Desmos. And some of them are about community building. So if you're online or if you're going to switch online and you wanna build some community, this is another way to do it. But Desmos is not just for math. That's what I learned from them and it was amazing. The other thing that, um, that I learned from Steve and Carl was, it was just a little, this isn't ed tech related really at all, but they talked about a friend of theirs who puts a lie, uh, like tells a blatant lie in every single lesson. And it's up to the students to fact check them. So it keeps students listening. And it's it's almost like a game of two truths and a lie throughout the lesson. And at the end of the lesson, they stop and they say, okay, did you get the lie that I had today? And so they've really had to be attentive. So those kids that like things gamified, like what a cool idea so that was are you smarter than an ed tech nerd and those two things were really really cool to me all right the next one that i went to was called the newest features in today's most popular hybrid remote learning solution online solutions it's like this long title it's leslie fisher if you don't know leslie fisher she has been in the ed tech world forever i've never seen leslie um Sort of present before, but holy macaroni was she ever engaging. I loved it. She was totally engaged in the chat and chatting people up in there and and just really built this this real community for us online, which was awesome. But she shared, she shared a a ton of stuff. Like I just went, oh, this is so cool. So I'm gonna go through them quickly. The first one is called Note. K-N-O-W-T. It's found at Note.io, and it is a sort of note-taking tool, which you're like, okay, great, Jen, why do I care? But what it does is you can import your notes from basically anywhere, handwritten notes, ones that you wrote in Word, ones that you have in your Google Drive. You import them into Note, and there is a teacher dashboard, although I haven't explored it at length. But it takes the notes that you've created, either as the teacher or as a student, and turns it into quizzes because research shows that just rereading your notes isn't the only way or the best way to do your review. So with note, you can choose, Okay, I'm going to jump in and I'm going to create a quiz from these notes. So here I'm going to log in. I'm actually going to walk through it so that I I get all of the nuances of this tool because it's pretty cool. So they, they have some fake notes in there if you want to check it out. And as soon as you get in, there's one on photosynthesis here. And I hit quiz in the top right hand corner so I can create a quiz and it says, OK, how many questions do you want your quiz to be? What question types do you want? You can have multiple choice, matching, fill in the blank, a historical ordering or true and false. You can give instant feedback. You can only take um, take the quiz on flashcard vocabulary terms. There's a whole bunch of things you can do. So now students take the notes that they wrote or maybe notes that you shared. And I'm thinking kids with exceptionalities who aren't good at just like reading like my own son. I've talked about it before. right? it really struggles with just reading through notes. Um, So if we load the ideas in here, it will then give him a little quiz to go through and, and assess how well he knows those notes and we can do it again and again. So this can be done at the end of a unit. This can be done throughout as you learn and add more to your notes. It is really cool. And from what I can tell, it's completely free. Like, I don't see anything in here with any kind of pricing. So if you're looking to take notes to the next level, even create quizzes out of your own things or have students have the ability to quiz themselves, note is a fantastic resource. OK, the second one she shared was Zedings, Zedings.com. So it's Zed or Z for my American friends, dot com, like meetings with a Z. Um, There is a price point to it, but there's an education um, platform. So get in there. It's free. You can have up to 500 participants per presentation. I'm imagining for some of us, that's our like entire school. And you can jump in and you create interactive um, and engaging sort of um, uh, response for your students. So let me explain. Once you um, log into your, your Zedings account, you can create slide-like content to engage. So you can have a thumbs up, thumbs down. You can do ranking polls, text polls, star ratings, and multiple choice. You can add video. You can embed content from PDFs. It also works with, um, with virtual because it allows you to interact from any device. So you could have students sitting at home if you're teaching online, and they could be giving you feedback However, that happens to be. I love Mentimeter. I, I'm pretty sure I've shared it on here before, and it reminded me a lot of that. So, if you're looking for like quick interactivity um, that with instant feedback, sort of, or results from your from your audience, definitely check out Zedings. That was her second one. The last thing that Leslie shared that I that I knew about, but I'd never actually seen in action. I, I've looked at it, but I've never played with it. Was brace yourselves, friends. Microsoft's PowerPoint, and and I know that's sort of funny, and she said the same thing, you're like, you know, a lot of us have, have moved away from PowerPoint, although I think in, in the last season, I talked about the PowerPoint, the ability to, did I, did I was that an after the fact? I know, they have some phenomenal design tools in it, but this was PowerPoint Live that she showed. So you have to have an 0365 account, and remember, 0365 accounts are, are free and available to all teachers and students. So you log into your account, you create a PowerPoint, and then you go live with your PowerPoint. Now you can remember, import or save your um, Google Slides. If you're like me, save your Google Slides as PowerPoints and just load them in and then you go to live. And what's awesome when you go live is all of a sudden you tell people, okay, here's the code to come in and watch me live and it shows your presentation. Okay, nothing exciting now, but in real time, it will translate what you are saying. So I opened it up and it said, "Okay." in the bottom right corner, it said I'm listening in English. So I changed it to French because, as we know, I speak French and I listened to Leslie speak in English for my one year and then read what it was saying. And it was a pretty accurate um, translation of the content that she was sharing. I think this is a real game changer, um, this whole idea for if we're giving instructions to students uh, who are English language learners. So I'm not saying necessarily in your English language learning courses like those English courses where they're trying to get mastery of the language. But if you're teaching their other courses, if you're a social science teacher or a math teacher and, you know, if we could just tell them in their their native language that this is what they need to do, we know that they would be able to produce the work for us. It's the language barrier that's the issue. I really think employing this tool, this PowerPoint Live could be a game changer for a lot of our students. So definitely check it out go into your 0365 account, go to your PowerPoint Live, put something simple together. Um, even if you just, you're presenting on you know, your computer and then you pull out your mobile device or a tablet if you have one or a Chromebook laying around somewhere at school and, and have a look at what's going on because it is it was really like wow factor for me and an easy thing to do. So that is PowerPoint Live. So one of the things I love about ISTE this year is that the digital tote is is quite a thing and in years past it's been there if you've ever been to ISTE you go to a presentation they have their websites um, for ISTE where you see all the all the resources and you you jump in and there's this thing called the digital tote and it's oh I've shared all this but not everyone loads things into their digital tote they're like oh, I'll share it in the presentation they'll see it there and And they don't always load everything, but now we we need everything to be in there because that's how we're going to access it. So the other thing that they're doing is they're recording all of the presentations. So they're on within, they say, 24 hours. I've already watched some um, this morning that they were probably on there within 12. And I was able to go in and watch some after the fact. And I thought, oh, this is kind of cool. So I I jumped into Christina uh, Weiss. -Weiss. Sorry, Christina, if I'm butchering your last name. Um, She's at uh, librarian on on Twitter, so it's l-i-e-b-e-r-r-i-a-n she's like huge in the Wakelet world. She knows her stuff, big into uh, 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 Flipgrid as well. She and I have crossed paths a number of times. Last ISTI, actually, we met the Wakelet guys together um, as we were walking through the conference hall. But what what she shared was um, she was sort of going through, and I sort of it was even just a sidebar with her. But she shared Kapwing. K A P W I N G. So some people pronounce it Capwing, but I watched, I went down the rabbit hole of, of YouTube last night and watched a bunch of videos. And so it's pronounced Capwing. And it is a free, free ish, I'll say ish, but I'll get to that in a second, and really easy video editing tool. So if you are looking to, oh, and it's, oh, I'm burying the lead here. It's completely online and works on Chromebooks. And that to me was game changing. So you're allowed um, up to seven minutes of exported video. So you can't do anything really long. This is in the free version and you are allowed a certain amount of uploads a month. So you can't just have like hundreds of them. So you're going to be like, oh, I'm going to do a four hour presentation just in these seven minute um, seven minute clips. So it's let me actually go in. I'll I'll go in and I'll I'll tell you so that you, you know firsthand you don't need to go looking yourself, although I will, of course, have it in the show notes. You're allowed to export videos up to seven minutes. And you can publish up to three hours of video per month. So do the math on that. What are you looking at? You're looking at like with seven, three hours. So three times 60 is no, that's not sorry. Right. Three times 60, 180 divided by seven minutes. You're looking at about 25 videos a month, which is like a video, seven minute video day. Who wants to watch more than that? Um, so you can do that and you can store and edit content. You do not need to have a login. I went in last night without logging in and I could do everything. If you have a login, that's that's fine. And you can save and probably go back to your um, to your projects. But for me, I'm thinking in terms of privacy and students, if they didn't want to create um, a, 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 a login for that or an account, it's really cool. Um, you can use it for just regular little video, but they were showing how to use it for engagement on social media. So if you're looking at, you know, you probably see a lot of, if you're on social media, the, um, the Instagram stories are things that you can create in this, uh, the new, uh, fleets in Twitter. I don't like fleets in Twitter. I'm, I'm just going to throw that out there right now. I, I think fleets in Twitter are dumb. If I, if I wanted that, I'd, I'd go to Instagram or I'd go to TikTok, but anyway, I digress. Um, they're distracting and it's basically everyone's Instagram stuff there, but whatever. Okay. Um, so Kapwing is a really cool thing to check out. And again, they, it's, it's quite robust. It's all online. They're constantly adding things. I was able to put in a quick video and you can download videos from basically anywhere. So from YouTube, they're from TikTok if kids have those. Um, if from or anyone doesn't need to be kids. I'm not, I'm not being an ageist here. Um it can also be from uh, Instagram. If you have a story, like any link, you can put it in. You can embed it. You can add um, GIFs in there. You can add uh, text. You can you can make really robust stuff. So I'm thinking in terms of the library, if I needed something quickly, I, I have Camtasia, which is a, a, like a really good um, editing tool. But if I didn't have that, if I wanted something quickly, if I had a student group together that I wanted them to create for me, this is absolutely where we could go and, and create together. It is really awesome. It's been out for a few years. I've heard of it, but I have never really jumped into it. If you go down the YouTube rabbit hole, there are a ton of tutorials and some of them are pretty short, just showing really cool ideas um, for use cases. So definitely I would check out Kapwing if you're looking to do some video editing and content creation on a Chromebook. And thanks, Christina, for showing me that. OK, so, of course, when you go to these conferences, I, I dive into I dive into Twitter hard and then find things that weren't even ISTE related. So one of my faves and former guest on the show, Tony Vincent, uh, shared something called. Why I note why I note, I think it's how you say it. Um, we've talked before about video notes. It's where you were able to watch a YouTube video and annotate with time markers. Well, I don't know if you know, but video notes has gone the way of the dodo bird. And it's gone it's, it's, it's crying and so this replaces that it is a chrome extension and it's just like video notes was it takes timestamps, notes while you're watching videos so imagine right now i, I know that i'm assigning a lot of videos to my students that i would normally stop and you know deconstruct and, and do things with them and say okay write this down but if i'm not with them i can't do that so you open the chrome extension and it opens something on the right hand side and then basically starts playing. And as you type, it will time mark things. So you can just write something simple like interesting moment, or you can put more complex ideas that will allow you to expand. And then you can go in from what I can tell with the limit amount that I have played with it, because I literally discovered this last night, like probably 12 hours ago. And I've slept since then, surprisingly, but I did sleep. Um, you're able to go in and edit it afterwards. So you could you could have a discussion after the fact. So students may be watching a video outside. And I'm like, well, what'd you think? And they're like, I don't really remember what I watched because 14,000 other things have happened since then. This uh, can keep their their notes all together. And of course, like anything else, when you go to the Chrome Web Store, it does have um, a, a little video there about how, how you can use it. Um, And it's like I said, it's really straightforward. It's a really good way of taking notes and not even for students, for ourselves. Right. I'm doing a lot of learning right now on YouTube. And sometimes I want to remember or if I want to think about what I'm teaching my students. I'm like, okay, it's at this point that I have to do this. And I don't necessarily want a double screen. I like it all in one place. It really just streamlines our ability to to take notes during video. So that's it. Those were, there's, well, that's not, that's it. Like there's, there's a lot more. <laughs> I have pages right now already, but I don't want to go on and on. And I, I think those, how many did I do? One, two, three, four, five, six, like seven shares. That's a lot of shares from one person. So that's ISTE gifts recap in day one, or as I love to call it, gifty. because <laughs> I can see what I do with my name there. It's so funny. Um, But yeah, I will continue to do these. Maybe, maybe every day if I can carve out the time, it doesn't take too long and, if you don't mind my rambling. This is what we'll do. Um, would love some feedback. Let me know if you have any little ahas that you think you should give a go, like the ones that I've shared here, and I can share them on uh, future, future shows. So everyone, I hope you're doing well. It's nice to be back and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.
0: That's it for this week. If you like what you heard, please subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you think others might enjoy some of this learning, please give us a rating. Show notes for this and all episodes can be found at shooksandgif.com. That's S-H-U-K-E-S-A-N-D-G-I-F-F dot com. As always, we would love to hear your ahas on the Anchor app. On our website, on the embedded Flipgrid, Or by tweeting at us, sending us an email, or talking to us in real life. I'm Kim Polishuk, and I can be found on Twitter at Kim Polishuk. And I'm Jen Giffen, and I can be found at Virtual GIF with two Fs. Thanks for listening to Shooks and GIF. And as always, have an uh aha, give it a go. Shooks and GIF is a proud member of Voice Ed Radio. Your voice is right here. For more great content, go to voiceed.ca.
1: So Kim normally does our outtakes, and uh, here's the one for you. Notice how I sound different? Yeah. When I was recording, I forgot to pick the actual microphone. So that whole episode was done basically just me talking to my computer. So sorry about the crappy sound, Um, but uh, 2020.